guys. First and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to the Inside Out Group podcast. And our hope is that you really are able to transform and redefine your culture from the inside out. Real quick, before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about an event that City Church is holding in October uh, on Friday the 12th at 7 p.m. We are going to be doing a citywide or really capital region-wide night of worship where we're inviting all the churches from the capital region to come together. With this, we're going to be bringing in Mac Brock, who was formerly um, one of the leaders and songwriters for Elevation Church, who's now gone out on his own and is doing an incredible job to, to join the City Church worship team to be leading it that night. But it gets better. On top of unifying the church and just making Jesus famous in the capital region, we also want to honor the pastors in the capital region. And so if you're a pastor, send us an email at info at citychurchalbany.com or podcast at insideoutgroup.org and let us know that you're interested in this. What we want to do for you is we want to send you an RSVP invitation for you to come to a pastor appreciation dinner. We want to honor the men and women who are building the kingdom of God in the capital region and really in the Northeast and thank you for your service to the kingdom of God. Uh, There's zero strings attached. There's not going to be any marketing scheme or presentation. It isn't going to be one of those things where you go in and we try to sell you a fire extinguisher. It is literally just a thank you dinner and just honoring you for what God is doing in and through your ministry. Also, if you're a worship leader or you have a worship leader on your team, we want to invite you to a special Q&A session with Mac Brock that's going to be facilitated by our worship team. It's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to meet him, ask him questions, and just learn more about his music writing and worship leading process. Then for that night, on top of all of that, we want to be able to give back to our community. So the event is 100% free. City Church is taking care of the entire cost of it. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking up a special love offering that night. And 100% of the funds that come in from this night of worship is going to go back into two particular nonprofits that we will be releasing at a later date to go back into the community of Albany to help with the homeless and to help with foster care. And so we're extremely pumped up about it again. This is October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. And we would love for you, your team, and your church to come be a part of this historical night of worship. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we are going to talk about in depth about the process of evaluation, evaluating people, evaluating your service or experience, just everything that comes to a church. You have myself, Nathan, and Michael Moore. How's it going? So, Mike, when it comes to evaluation, specifically at City Church, what is the process that you guys have developed? Well, first off, before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to everyone who is actually listening to this podcast, um, (laughs) because we're starting to get some feedback, and it's really cool to hear your comments and stuff and questions coming in, too. So I want to say thank you and appreciate. Can you ask the question again now? Yeah, I can do it again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it comes to evaluation at City Church, what is the process that you guys have developed? Yeah, so uh, essentially we evaluate everything at City Church. Um, And it's kind of a a rule that I heard from Andy Stanley one time that if if something happens, then it needs to be evaluated. So uh, one of the things that, that I've heard and that we've kind of adapted is that if we have a weekend experience or service or gathering, Uh, Once a week, it needs to be evaluated once a week. 
excuse me, if we have an event that happens once a month or once every three months, it needs to be evaluated once every month or once every three months. And so uh, what we've done is we've really kind of taken everything that we do and try to evaluate it, but also try to get multiple opinions or multiple perspectives, I should say, about the evaluation process. And so one of the things that you're probably very familiar with, and many of the other listeners might be uh, familiar with, is right, wrong, missing, and confusing. And so what about the event? What about the group? What about the service was right? What was absolutely wrong? What was missing? What could we have added to it? What was confusing that could have been changed? And so that's kind of the process that we we follow. Uh, and then from there, we take some action steps and stuff. But we'll get into that in a, in a few minutes. No, that's good. And I think right, wrong, missing, confusing, once we instituted that, um, even though, I mean, it pretty much works for everything that you do, but at least it gives the people who aren't in that mood of constantly evaluating or might not be good at the evaluation process, they at least have a structure, like a like a form that they yeah. fill out. You know what I mean? So it gives everyone a starting point for conversation. And Most all that. definitely. Most definitely. And so, and actually with that, so I'll take our weekend experience, for example, we have, because we use Basecamp, we have an automated message that goes out Sunday afternoons and says, please send in your right, wrong, missing, and confusing for your campus, for your department, whatever it may be, uh, by a certain time on Monday. And then at staff meeting on Tuesday, we collaborate everything. And that's kind of our evaluation process with that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I know we talked about, you know, experience or as I like the word that you just use gathering, I haven't used that in a long time, but your gathering that you have, um, what are some other examples of things that you would evaluate at a church, city church? What are some of those things that you would look at? Yeah. So some of the things that, that we look at is first is our weekend experience that, that happens weekly. So we evaluate it weekly. Uh, it's a little bit different now that we are two campuses because we evaluate each campus. And a lot of times we have people who are at one campus. And obviously if you're at one, unless you catch the 10 in Rensselaer and the 12 in Albany, you can't be at both, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we try to be as objective as possible with that, with evaluating both of our campuses, both of our experiences. Some of the other things, we've evaluated community groups. Uh, how well are community groups doing? Um, what are the metrics with that? What is the the new participation? What is what is right with groups? What's wrong with groups? Uh, First Fridays. First Friday is an event that happens uh, the first Friday of every month in our community. And when we evaluated that, and which led to us actually cutting back from the amount that we were involved to that, that way we could do it during the high populous months of the year uh, to where it isn't so much of a waste. Some of the other things we evaluate, um, there's times where we evaluate a particular ministry, uh, whether it's the worship ministry or kids ministry or um, groups like we were talking about a, a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also evaluate all of our outreaches or big events. And so that would include for us, it would be Lark Fest, um, Art on Lark, uh, Sunday Before Christmas. Sunday Before Christmas. And if, if you guys want more information about this, seriously, send me an email. I would love to chat with you or at least get you in touch with the right people about the Sunday Before Christmas. But what that is, is it's the Sunday before Christmas, we cancel church and we essentially go out, we just bless the community through random acts of kindness, no strings attached, just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So we did it one year. It was a success, but there was a lot of bumps. So the next year we had the team gather around, they evaluated it, right, wrong, missing and confusing. They circled the main things that were the issues. They addressed them and it went out, went much, much better the following year. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. Uh, 
So those are some of the things that we evaluate who is involved now in the evaluation process because it's got to be more than just you. Yeah, so if, if, uh, if it's just you evaluating, you're only going to get your perspective. And so I'm gonna, I'll take our weekend experience for an example, and let's talk a little bit about that. For our weekend experience, we have all of our staff members send in a, an evaluation, right, wrong, missing, or confusing. From there, we have, and the way it's broken up for us is we have a central team, and then we have coordinators uh, at each campus. Essentially, those are the ones that are executing the vision at a campus level. And so all of the coordinators send in their uh, evaluation of the weekend, both to their director on the CMT level, and then both to the campus pastor. And so that way, the director, so for worship, uh, the director is getting everything that's wrong with worship at both campuses. Same thing with um, with production or whatever it may be. And then the campus pastor is also getting something uh, in return or the results from everyone in return to their specific campus. That way they know what the common thing that keeps coming up in their particular campus. And so at a local level, it's kind of all of our coordinators, which probably consist of six coordinators at each campus. And then it's also our CMT uh, and then all of our staff. And so we could we could literally have upwards of 12 to 15 people each weekend evaluating what takes place Uh, in different settings. uh, Let's take community groups, for instance. We're not going to have 15 people that will do that. We're probably going to have a few of our community group leaders that will end up doing that. The community group director and maybe one or two staff members who pop in to evaluate certain things. We actually just did that, by the way. Tell me a little bit about that. So uh, our setup here. Actually, I wasn't there for that. No, you weren't. Kind of nice. So yeah. for community groups, the way we set stuff up is uh, the first three weeks out of the month, there's actual group at people's houses, at the church, wherever they decide to host it, uh, they'll have group. The fourth week of every month is team night. So team night would be uh, maybe prayer team, production, uh, worship team, community group leaders, which is, in this case is what we did. Um, and then fifth week, if there is one, is Servolution. But for this instance, we had team night for community group leaders. And uh, I didn't have too much to go over with them because everyone were in constant communication. So everyone's kind of doing the right thing. So I took it as a time for us to really get feedback. And we went around the room and did right, wrong, missing, confusing. And there was some good stuff that came out of it. So like we, uh, we talked about the big switch that we did the, at the beginning of season one this year where we moved all groups to planning center. Right. How, how that worked out. Because we used to do it in base camp, but it was clustered because you can't control people there. So, um, you know, we we moved it to planning center and we got some good advice in terms of how we think signups should go in in between seasons, um, how we can do to promote stuff better. Um, the communication gap. So you can, leaders can communicate to all their members, but if they reply, it doesn't go to everyone. So we kind of came up with a solution for that too. So, um, it was really good in terms of that setting where it was, I'm not getting the feedback of all 70 people that are in groups. I'm getting the feedback from the six leaders that hear it week in, week out. Right. Totally. Totally. And, and I think that the more people you have in the evaluation process, and this is something to be careful of, uh, the more perspectives you're going to get, but also the more opinions you're going to get. And a lot of times opinions can turn into criticism, uh, criticizing somebody's character or, or taking jabs at someone because they don't like someone or how someone's doing something. And I know we've talked about this before. Anytime you're critiquing stuff. Don't go after a person's character. You're critiquing what they're doing. You're not going to be critiquing the 
um, the character of that person. Right, and it's good. And I think there's a flip side to that too, where it's like you want to be careful how many people are doing it, but you want to care um, more specifically how many people are doing it in a particular area, right? So I'm having six people in groups, um, but that's different than us having 20 people on a Sunday because I know five of them are focused on worship for the most part, two of them focused on the message, MC, stuff like Correct. that. So I might have 20 people, um, but that's not an outrageous number because I know they're all going to be right, wrong, confusing, and missing, but they're going to be more focused on their department than anything else. Yeah, that that's definitely true. And here's something else that I, I've done before, and I would even encourage, uh, we probably should do this again, is let's just take the worship team, for instance, because there's a lot of people involved in worship. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's good. So we might hear from the worship leader or the coordinator of uh which is our our campus directors of the worship team right uh which would be good but i think it's also important to sometimes pull a team member just to volunteer in not all the time but just say hey bob what are you noticing in the worship team what's going well what's going wrong what's confusing what you know, where are some frustrations that you have? Because it's going to give you a different perspective from a volunteer's perspective instead of a leader's perspective as well. And then another thing, and, you know, we've done this before, is secret shoppers on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, pay someone $50 and a gift card. Hey, come to church. Here's seven to 10 questions we're looking for. From an outsider's perspective, we want your evaluation. And, I and have that structure. Just yeah. Pointing it out because that's incredibly important to yeah. someone who, you know, they can say whatever they want at the bottom, but you want to get that stuff flowing yeah. real quick. Yeah. We give them the questions. They don't come to us and say, well, well, you know, here's my, th we want to know in these seven areas and these 10 areas, whatever it may be. Um, these are the things that we're looking for, for you to evaluate. And a lot of times we've done this with people who are not Christians, which for us, we're trying to reach non-believers. And so that's an outside perspective from our target audience, from a non-believer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so that's, um, that's an evaluation. And when we do that, we don't, I, I usually don't tell any of the staff that it just happens. And then they show up at staff meeting and it's like, uh Oh, um, and sometimes people freak out, but it is a good outside perspective to to get that i'm gonna start doing that to you and just not tell you that someone's gonna show up and just bring him to staff that would be great just do it <laughs> yeah. all right so if you see a random pr for 70 bucks you know uh you know what it's for <laughs> um cool no that's great uh next question is uh how do you step back and evaluate things on the bigger picture so you know not saying that you know order of experience is good and how we communicate guests because that's our vision and what we do but how do we evaluate kind of the uh everything yes right? still gotta pull everything together at some point totally so one one simple way is through metrics uh, i think every church should have a dashboard so we we gauge um first time guests we gauge our attendance we gauge how many salvations we gauge how many baptisms we gauge volunteer participation we gauge community group participation and by volunteer that's serving that could be on a sunday or you serve as a group leader or you serve in the the church as an admin or yeah. something which uh, by the way just turns out there in terms of tracking how people do in the church Planning Center people does a great job. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used it, but when I when people come on as community group leaders, I have to see if they've served in the church before. And it's super easy to load Planning Center and type in the person's name, and it's literally a timeline of since they joined the church of everything they've done. Just yeah, yeah. And we also for even uh, groups, it shows which ones they'd attend automatically. It's 
Yeah, yeah. So, so we use we use Planning Center for metrics, and we also use Church Metrics mm-hmm. for metrics as well. Um, and then Hillsong, the Hillsong Network, which you can get a um, you can get a complimentary uh, web access to their to their leadership network. They also have a dashboard that gives you what a healthy church should look like, um, and then where you are in in comparison to your attendance, your salvations, all that type of stuff. And so that's a really cool tool as well. And so we take that stuff as well as kind of some wins and some losses and some troubles that we're hearing from people. And every month our elders end up meeting about it. And that's where we start to look at as a bigger picture. And then um, once a year, for sure, we have a strategic planning weekend, which I know we've mentioned before. And that's where we really look at things overall uh, and we start nitpicking um, ministries, nitpicking processes, nitpicking where we're going, and really trying to evaluate the overall health of the church and to see how things are going. And so a few times a year we do that, uh, not all the time, um, but, you know, again, elders, it's monthly. And then as a uh, leadership team, which is a big group of people, it's definitely once a year. Yeah. No, that's good. And I think it's always uh, good not to just get focused on the small things that happen day to day. You got to make sure that, uh, when you're constantly evaluating these smaller things, it's not like, oh, because I changed this one thing, there's a hundred other things blowing up behind me. Or you want to make sure that uh, your evaluation process is working and that it's changing everything around you in the way that you think it should be. Totally, totally. Um, how do you, moving away from the church, right? Moving away from, well, not the church, moving away from how the church day-to-day works, right? How do you do staff and better yet volunteer evaluations? How do those look? Because they're two different, I mean, you can't treat a volunteer the same way as a staff. It's right. It's not going to work. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So with staff and volunteer evaluations, we, we ask our uh, coordinators and directors to evaluate the volunteers that are under them. Um, and essentially every department has standards, every department has requirements, um, and we have an accountability that is laid out for, for everyone. So, uh, here's an example, whether you're on the host team, worship team, or whether you're a staff member, um, if there's an offense, uh, or an issue that rises first time, it is a correction. Second time, it's a more serious talking time. Third time, we're going to ask you, excuse me, we're going to end up um, either repositioning you or pulling you from that that position or seeing if there's another area that you work with. And so that's kind of how we deal with our volunteers. And we also use that as an opportunity to make disciples, uh, which uh, most of the time I would say happens, not all the time happens, but most of the time our goal is our goal is always, but most of the time um, we end up seeing a disciple making relationship take place with that. For staff or our high capacity leaders, uh, we do a yearly evaluation. And the yearly evaluation is, I don't know, I don't remember, 40 questions, 50 questions. It's a it's its like a notebook, essentially, a textbook that they're getting from me. And they have a few weeks to fill it out. And the questions are not like, um, do you think that you're doing well in this area? Yes or no? The questions are, um, how do you feel the leadership team is is um, working together as far as the common vision of the church? Uh, what are some of the functions that you feel that you don't have the support from? What are some of the areas you feel like you're doing well? And we actually ask people to really get in depth and to write a paragraph or two about each one. And then from there, with our lead team, which is you know seven, eight people on our staff, I sit down and I talk with them. And you've been in an evaluation. 
Um, they they last probably an hour and a half, two hours of going. Uh, maybe you haven't. So I was going to say me. I don't. I'm looking at you in a way where I don't remember getting this 40 page book. I don't remember. Like, getting it is 40 pages. It's like 40 questions. Eat. Yeah, not 40 pages, but 40 questions. Yeah, so. 40, 40, 40 questions. So, and and with that, some of, here's just some of the practical things that we look at um, is we, we look at team unity. We look at their evaluation of the church overall. Uh, I um, look at their evaluation. I actually have them rate themselves about how they're doing. Because uh, everyone loves doing that. Yeah, yeah it's not fun. <laughs> um, but they rate themselves, and then I come back, and, and I rate them. And so I literally give them the evaluation form, they fill it out. And then I go over the exact same thing. And I compare their notes to my notes. They have their notes in front of them. They, I, they get a copy of my notes and we walk through every, every little thing. And on top of that, with the evaluation, we also talk about goals. We talk about where they want to be. Um, and we talk about, uh, even very personal stuff as far as how's your marriage going? How are you guys doing financially? Uh, are there any problem areas in the home that we need to be aware of? And uh, I know for me as a pastor, it gives me an opportunity to really be able to assess where our leaders are. And ultimately where our leaders are is kind of where the church is going to be. Yeah. With that, so. I think I think what's cool of what you just said was, uh, and I don't think this happens in the evaluations I have at my job and stuff like that, but uh, the fact that you fill out the form along with your your staff member, whoever it may be, is a cool thing that hopefully as a staff member, they can see, um, hey, guess what? We're not in line in this one part. So maybe I don't communicate my home life as well as I should, or maybe I don't communicate my goals as well as I should. Yeah. Or my needs or, or whatever. Right. It, it just, it shows that it's not that you're not understanding. It just shows that you're, you don't understand the whole picture and there's a lack of communication somewhere or a lack of um, sharing the vision, sharing the heart, whatever it might be. There's a lack of that somewhere. That's totally because in, in theory, your answer should be almost dead on right across the page. They, they should be. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things though, that's also really cool about doing one-on-one evaluations with your, with your core team, um, is that you're able to see it, if there is a consensus across the board. Yeah. So if everyone is saying that communication is bad within the church, I would be dumb if I went and said, no, communication's great. Right. That would be me being stupid. Right. But me realizing six out of eight people said communications poor, I can now as the leader step back and say, okay, there's a communication issue that needs to be fixed. And then bring in a team and go back to the, all right, well, what's right about communication? What's wrong about it? What's missing? What is confusing? And what are some steps that we can take to be able to, to implement um, some areas to be able to fix communication within the church, you know? And so th- those are some of the things. And, and what I love about I have a love-hate relationship with evaluations just because they take so long, which <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, that's a it, long time. It eats up about two weeks of my life. I think um, my review was 20 minutes when I did it. I so, know my boss spent a lot more time than me, but my time was 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> it, there. I don't think I've ever done a 20-minute review, so it's always been it's always been more than that. But um, so it's a love-hate relationship. The the thing I do love about it is we walk away. Um, as a staff, or I walk away as the lead, knowing where my staff is, and then mm-hmm. what needs to be worked on. What are some problem areas, and then what are some areas that are doing well um, <clears throat> that we can continue to capitalize on those things and stuff. So it's it's uh, it's a process, but it is definitely a it's a much needed process in the church. If there's no evaluation of your team, your team's going to be all over the place. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I'm guessing you don't have the same two hour view with a volunteer. Do you take on the role of evaluating volunteers or do you pass on that evaluation to your CMTs or? 
Yeah. So for <clears throat> that's a good question. If it's a if it's an elder, I yeah. take that on. Yeah. 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 If it is someone that's a uh, that I would consider a staff position, but right now uh, they're operating in a in a volunteer meaning we treat them as staff. Um, they go to leadership meetings, all that stuff, uh, but they they just don't get paid. Um, then then ultimately, I would probably end up doing that evaluation. Like but if me, even though I'll never be staff. So well, that's <laughs> I'm praying about that. So in Jesus' name, yeah, y'all pray with me. But uh, but no, it, it I guess it it's, it really depends. At a at a central level, at a central level, I will do all of the staff evaluations. At a campus level, I will not do all the staff evaluations yeah, or sure. all of that. Yep. Even, if, even if we had 25, 30 people, there's no way I could do 25 or 30 evaluations. I would do probably no more than 8, 10 at the most. And then from there, let the department leader do the, the evaluations of the people underneath them. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, so that's how you handle evaluations. After receiving the feedback from evaluations, what are some steps that people can take to fix what might be broken? So we kind of talked about your role. You can dive into a little bit more about as a pastor, how you take the evaluations. But let's say I was a staff member. This is a hypothetical, Michael. This is not an actual me being a staff member. If I was a staff member, <laughs> how? what are some steps I can take to fix stuff that I may have gotten out of an evaluation? Yeah, so it's twofold here. So, so one is if we're talking... And since we've been talking about evaluations, if we're talking specifically evaluations, yeah, yeah, specifically, my, yeah, yeah, my yep. about personal evaluations, my goal would be that we would leave the evaluation with somewhere between three and five action items for us to revisit in anywhere from a three month to a six month time period. Would you consider action items separate from goals or would you combine them and just say three to five action items, whether they're goals or things we have to fix? I think it depends on the person, meaning yeah. if the person is having a lot of, um, they're not producing a lot of stuff, they may tell me their goals and I'm I say, hey, look, as your boss, you are way off with your goals. And so we need to readjust your goals. And these are the things I need you to work on. Yeah. Okay. If it's someone yeah. who's knocking it out of the park and their goals are, um, you know, I want to build our community groups to 15 groups or whatever. Okay. That's a great goal. We're going to reevaluate it. And so yeah. you come up. So yeah. it really depends on it's a case by case scenario. And and so it's one of those things, though, that we, we all agree and by all, me and the other person would agree mm-hmm. on the goals. And depending on who the person, the case by case, it would be three months, six months, uh, we would do a follow-up evaluation. And then in that follow-up evaluation, that's probably a 20 or 30 minute conversation where it's just checking in, how are things going? And here's something that you can do if you're a leader listening to this is uh, periodically check in. Hey, do you have everything that you need to accomplish your job that, or the goals that you've set out or the action items that you've set out? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I need this type of equipment. Okay, then let's let's work towards getting this equipment because if I'm holding something back that they need, then ultimately them not producing falls back on me as the leader. Mm-hmm. But if I give them what they need and they don't produce, then they have to take full responsibility for them not producing, um, which then is another conversation. Yeah. So um, feedback uh, from organizational shifted again. Organizational evaluation, meaning weekend, um, uh, something that happens monthly, quarterly, whatever it may be. We'll take again. Easy thing is is the weekend experience. We we try to tr- try to leave a staff meeting after evaluating with anywhere from three to five. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's less. Things that we can immediately fix for the next week. If it's a bigger issue, like all right, we're having an assimilation issue, then we're going to take three months and we're going to really dive into where are we having issues with assimilation. What is the problem? But if it's something like, um, for instance. Uh, you just experienced this. There was a microphone issue at our Rensselaer campus. What do we do? 
boom, Nathan, your action item this week is get a new microphone. That I should, actually ordered from Amazon in the middle of service, but you know. So, so experience. Ta- so experience. <laughs> take it. So culture. culture. I've been bad this so week. You have. This week. This week has been my my. It's like yeah. the third time today. Today. And I've yeah. only seen you for two today. hours. Today. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So it's one of those things that if it's an easy fix, then we just empower that person to be able to fix it, and and then we follow up. And and if it isn't fixed, then then all right, what happened? Why? Uh, sometimes it's an ordering issue. Sometimes they forgot, and then they're held accountable for it. Uh, if it's a bigger thing, then we'll we'll take a, a few weeks or a few months for a sen- for example assimilation, and we'll say, all right, here's four or five people. Go figure this out. Where's the disconnect? What's the problem? And then come back in sixty days and present to the team. Here's uh, our proposal for assimilation, um, and then from there we'll evaluate it and then hopefully implement it. So it really depends, uh, but most of the time always trying to leave with three to five action items from each evaluation. And if you leave with none, either A, you're awesome and you guys knocked it out of the park and you're like Jesus, or B, you're not evaluating properly. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's always good to just evaluate yourself in the and the thing in terms of just whether you think uh, your process is right, but I think it's good that you also train your CMTs to make sure that they evaluate correctly and all that other stuff. Um, so last question, when you're going through, uh, whether it's you evaluating, uh, maybe another campus pastor or a CMT, uh, I know it's hard to always get a team of the same gender. You don't want that, right? So how do you how do you deal with evaluations? Because it can be a, a personal, intimate thing. I mean, we talk about some of the questions. It can right. be be personal. How do you deal with evaluations of someone of the the opposite gender? So it's not uh, if it's a bad evaluation, it's not something that can you know. I mean, nowadays you have to be careful with everything. Not something that can blow up in your face later, or just you doing your due diligence to just protecting everyone. Yeah. So if it's uh, again, this is depending on who it is. So if it's a staff member, I do my staff evaluations during staff times. And so there's always other people during uh, in the office during that time. And so um, I will usually meet with a person of the opposite sex in my office with the door wide open. Let me say that again, wide open, uh, because I don't want any accusations. Mm-hmm. If it is a uh, volunteer and I'm meeting with someone's uh, wife about some stuff that I see, uh, I would probably call in the husband and ask them to sit there. Uh, or at least make sure that the husband knows that we are we are meeting. And even then, if it's if I'm meeting with a volunteer, uh, it's either going to be in a public setting or it's going to be while other people are, are in the office or in yep. the church at the time. Yep. And so I never. And if man, please, people, please do not be stupid. Do not ever meet with the opposite sex behind closed doors. It will just get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Just Google. Just Google this and find out how many <laughs> pastors are getting in trouble. Google autocomplete will help you finish your sentence and tell you how it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so, um, so that's, that's how I handle evaluations with the opposite sex. Um, something else that, that we do try to encourage is we do try to encourage couples being in ministry together. And so there's been times where I've done, um, uh, say, an, an elder and a staff member where there's an mm-hmm. elder who doesn't work for the church, but a, his wife does. I'll do both of theirs at the exact same time. Yep. And so that's another way that I've done it before. Um, that way, there's never any accusations made or anything like that. So it's just trying to be smart about it. And um, and yeah, not being stupid. Don't be stupid. I that's love good. you. That's good. <laughs> any other advice other than don't be stupid? 
Yeah, if it isn't evaluated, it's not going to get fixed. And I'll say this, every week you've got dozens, if not hundreds of people who are evaluating your experiences. And so if you're not evaluating it, you're being foolish. And to be honest with you, I think that you're not being a good steward with what God's given you. Boom. That's a little harsh. That's good. But I mean... No, that's true. That's good. I mean, nothing ever gets better by just putting it on the shelf and forgetting to pick it up in 10 years. So Yeah. And and real quick, let me also say this. Keep going. Like your messages. Just keep going. Yeah, I know, right? It's my fourth (laughs) closing. If something's going really well and you just say, well, God's blessing it, I think that that's also foolishness. Mm. I think it's important for you as the pastor or you as the leader to find out what is it that God is blessing and why is he blessing it? Meaning, for instance, our giving has been phenomenal um, this year as a church. Mm-hmm. And so for me just to say God's blessing it, um, I think it then it, it negates me looking at all the other churches who are suffering and me saying God's not blessing you and God's not blessing you and God's not blessing you. And then it becomes very prideful and chauvinistic of me as the pastor. And so I think it's our responsibility to figure out what is it that we are doing that God is blessing and why are people giving and how can we continue this up? And so that's one of the things we've actually done because giving is going so well. Mm-hmm. How can we continue to teach people to give yep. and how we can we continue to keep this up um, to where we are in a financially sound place? Yeah, so. no, I think that's good. It's, it's like the opposite of uh, the evaluation where you're trying to figure out stuff that you can do. I mean, you're trying to do better, but it's almost like setting a goal for a part of ministry, whether it's a person directly involved or not, you're setting a goal for giving. Right. right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And and maybe in a future podcast, probably we will actually talk about what we've learned from the evaluation of giving and what we've implemented to see giving 100%. Um, increase. 100%. So it'll be a good conversation. Yeah, that's good. Anything else you want to do a fifth closing or four? All right, no, I'm done. I'm okay. done. I'm dropping the mic. I'm yeah, walking okay, away. Good. Um, for everyone listening, you can go ahead and visit us at Inside Out. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I have, no, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. All right, now you can go. I was about go. to jump over the desk here. And, <laughs> yeah. All right, go You ahead. can visit us at InsideOutGroup.org uh, or, e- or email us, podcast at InsideOutGroup.org. Uh, you can follow Michael, Mike Moore, ALB, Twitter, Instagram, probably Facebook, Facebook. Uh, the, What's the, the one snap. that died real quick? The one that came and died? Venmo? Ven- no, no, not Venmo. That's well, if you thing. want to send Michael money, I've, you can send Michael money through Venmo yeah, at Mike Moore ALB. That's true. That is true. Vero? I don't remember. Vero. Vero? That's, yeah, yeah, that's the one. I've yeah, still yeah. got 10 followers and I've had it for two months. So. There you go. So uh, if you're still one of the 10 people on that site, you can go over and follow Michael if you haven't. Uh, you can see his website, his blog, therealmikemore.com. Um, and that's all we have for this week so thanks for listening and make sure to tune in next week